And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Donna Dort. Donna Dort. Donna Dort. This is Lee Dort, and I'm Donna Dunk. This is Lee Dort, and I'm Donna Dort. I'm Josh Giddy, and I'm down to dunk. Hey, this is Kenny Hustle, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Darius Baisley, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Mike Muscala, and I'm down to dunk. This is Poku, and I'm down to dunk. I love cereal. Captain Crunch. Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Cracklin' Oat Brand. Oh, I can have these. I'm going to share with my team, but I'm a hog most Welcome to Down to Dunk. I'm your host, Andrew Schlecht. We're part of the Athletic Podcast Network. With me, as always, on Wednesdays is my good friend, Alex Spears. Alex, what's up? What's up, Andrew? Uh, when I talked to Mike Muscala in Vegas and reminded him of the cereal portion of it, I'm just remembering, he goes, I told him, like, hey, you're like on every single podcast talking about cereal. And he's like, what? I was like, and I kind of reminded him, he's like, oh, yeah, he was like, crackling oat bran. Um, and it was really funny. Um, so we had some Kenny Hustle news that dropped at the end of the show on Monday. Uh, I've had some time to uh, think about this deal, what it could mean for the Thunder, what it could mean for <laughs> Yeah, he, he spent Hustle. some time yeah. thinking about spent it. spent some time just pondering. Uh, what were your initial thoughts when you saw the deal, Al? Uh, I was pumped. It, it was one of those ones where, you know, sometimes these deals come out as was the case with Lou where the initial figure isn't really the true figure. Yeah. And so you're kind of wondering what the difference is. This has happened with a bunch of different players. Kenrich's comes out and it's like, so good. It's like, I don't even care. Like if that's the full amount, let's go. Right. This is like, I don't even have to think twice about it. It was just instant. My instant reaction was like, this is an amazing deal. I'm, I'm super happy about it. Yeah. And the I fact no, they get no a pl- second thoughts. Yeah. The fact they get a player option on that fourth year is pretty good team option yeah team option team option yeah. on that final year is really good so i mean who knows yeah i, I mean if you want to it, retire I, here maybe he could renegotiate and extend again i mean that's let's what, do it that's what he'll do that's what he'll let's do it right do. now hey let's do it now uh renegotiating extending <laughs> another five years heck make it 50 years he just wants to retire here i do think it's interesting you know at the end of the season we made this big deal about Sam Prestina's press conference talking about 2023 being the summer of flexibility. Yeah. And so we got that in our head and, and, and immediately we're assuming like, Oh, like we, we were thinking, Oh, they're going to push Dort to 2023. Yeah. Make that decision then. Yeah. You know, why would they extend Kenrich Williams at like this point? If, if he really loves it that much, we'll, we'll, we'll get him next summer, that kind of thinking. And now they've done two of these deals and I don't know what it means necessarily, but I, I, I do think it's interesting based on where we were a few months ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I mean, I think they'll have like 30 million projected for next year. And then you add, 
depending on where they pick, if they pick in like the top four again, I mean, then we're talking like 20, 22 million in space. I don't anticipate them like using the space to get a free agent. I mean, obviously, we'll talk about roster crunch later. There's no room for a free agent. <laughs> there's there's literally no reason to bring on a free agent and no room to do so. I think that it's just more so just like cushion because this roster could get pretty expensive pretty quick. You know, it's going to take some time, obviously, for guys like Giddy and Chet to get to their next deals. But if they become what people think they will, you're going to have a pretty expensive roster. <laughs> like you just you just will. And it's going to come in handy to have all these picks eventually uh, to either have like cheap players on the roster or to you know trade for like inexpensive players if you can. Yeah, I mean this team one thing they are definitely missing is just mid-size contracts. Yeah. Contracts that aren't rookie scale deals but also aren't max deals. Right. Cuz it like before this summer we're basically talking about Derek Favors. Mm-hmm. And and Jamichael Green. Like those were the two guys and those are both expiring deals. Yep. Like they just there were just no mid-size contracts on this roster. So now we have now there's two. Yep. Doesn't mean we're going to trade them, but it just the the roster actually it's weird. It kind of like does have more flexibility now because those contracts are on the roster as opposed to having all rookie scale deals. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that we like to think of Dort and Kenrich as guys that'll stick around and maybe they will, you know, maybe they both fit well with what they're trying to construct team first guys, good defenders, guys that I think both could play in the playoffs. I think those are, those are very important traits, but if they become, if there's a player that becomes available and you don't want to trade SGA, Giddy, or Chet, and you could attach those guys and maybe a couple of young pieces and some picks, like you might have to do it. You know, like those, yeah. those are the kind of things that you have to choose between. And it is, it just gives them flexibility because you combine him and Dort, like you're 25 million. Like, okay. Like that gets you a significant player. You attach like four or five picks to that and an Usman Jang, and we're that's, like, that's a good trade package, you know? It is so many times like I mean they're talking about some of these deals for uh Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. And they would have to send like Evan Fournier. Negative which like contract already. Yeah, it's yeah. like a contract you don't want and you have to include it to make the money match if you're not going to send back someone like RJ Barrett. Mm-hmm. But it's just kind of like uh, what what's the what are the Jazz really going to do with Evan Fournier or anybody else? Like it, it instantly becomes a contract that's hard to trade from a tanking team to somebody else just because of the years and the money. And both of these contracts are at this point like they look they would be very good in yeah. comparison. Yeah, and Kenrich in particular because he was a guy that at the trade deadline he was somebody that was thought of, he was like on every trade list like every single yeah. whatever John Holland he was or on, whatever it was like somebody that could he be was traded. on every trade Kenrich. list but no one actually wanted to like give up something of value for him. Right. Yeah, and that's he's an undrafted guy. He basically had one good season, you know, and so like, right. it, it makes sense that you wouldn't want to give up a ton for him. But I think there become if if the Thunder become competitive in the next couple of years and he plays a lot, I think his value will rise pretty significantly. Um, there just becomes a point in the season where everything becomes more about development and losing games, you know, 
and Kenrich is not he's not good like he doesn't check those boxes you know he's but Andrew this year we're we're letting the team declare itself Andrew I think it we're will gonna, be we're going to declare ourselves all the way to spring Andrew we will be declared the sixth worst team in the NBA I d- we'll see I, I do declare that we are the sixth worst team in the NBA you know it's and I think that's preferable. I think that's that would be the preference because if you can draft fifth or sixth in next year's draft, then I think you like start to really cook with what you have. Like you add one more really good piece to this. Yeah, I just I I really hope Shay and Giddy and Chet for matter are playing in the spring. Don't count Be- on it. Don't count on it. Shay specifically, I do think like. A third year of that, yeah, is 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 not good. I'm going to say that right now. I know that we can justify it and say like it doesn't matter, but a third year of Shea not playing in the spring, like I just don't think that's good. Well, you better get it in your brain, brother, because it's... I'm. Uh, but I'm 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 saying I'm not going to be happy about it if it happens. I'm not going to be excited about it. I'm not going to defend it. Like there comes a point where you have to just let a guy cook. I mean, yeah. he's he's going to be 25. That's still pretty good. And, and he hasn't played a game in the spring. He doesn't know what it's like to play with allergies. He's okay. All right. It's <laughs> two years. He's been in the playoffs the other two years. Like, he knows what it's like. Yeah, I know. But, like, he's he's uh, he, he's going to be entering his prime, like, soon. And I understand that. I understand that. I just think team building-wise, this team is not ready to be – what we hope they could be. Well, here, here's what actually I don't want. Do you want to jump to it now? Do you want to jump to over unders right now? Cause yeah. I have some stats for you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the first preseason over unders came out. Mm-hmm. We're not going to go through them all, but just to bring up, okay. See, just to get like an initial look. What, how, what does Vegas think of the Oklahoma city thunder this season? Mm-hmm. Currently they're over under in the preseason, July, middle of July is 25 and a half. Now they don't they don't know what we got back in the huge Derek Favors trade that's coming up, okay? <laughs> but that's where they have us. 25 the huge and a half. Derek wins. Favors waving, you mean? <laughs> yeah. We'll we'll see, Andrew. We'll see. Uh I wanted to give you some stats. Mm-hmm. So, this team with SGA the last two seasons. Uh the so two seasons ago they were 16 and 19 with Shea in the lineup. Mhm. Now, now, obviously, that was a lineup that sometimes included guys like Al Horford and George Hill. Yeah. Last year, they were 16 and 40 when Shea was in the lineup. You combine those together, you get 32 and 59, which would be a 29 win pace. And I actually think those last two seasons kind of balance each other sure. because, like, the that first season was a little unfair because Al Horford was here and George Hill. Last season was a little unfair because by the time he came back from his injury, they were starting to like clear out the lineups, mm-hmm. you know, I don't think 16 and 40 last year is like an accurate reflection of Shea's impact last season, but collectively 32 and 59, 29 win pace. That sounds about right. Yeah. With SGA and Dort in the lineup, the last two seasons, first of all, those guys together over their careers, when you guess what their record is they they played 106 games together. They won 60 games. 
Uh, very close. 53 and 53. 500 okay. record. Now, obviously, that is weighted by that first year. Wow. 1920 with Chris Paul. It's great symmetry. It was is great. I mean, it's about to end, Andrew. Yeah, uh, <laughs> they were t- twenty five and nine together in that first season with CP three. So if yeah. you just focus on these last two years, they were twenty eight and forty four as a team when Shea and Dort played in a game together, which is a thirty two win pace. Mm-hmm. Um, the point being that I don't think you need to sit Shea. This team is a thirty win team when he played, mm-hmm. and the roster around him I think is going to be bad enough where I just don't think you have to do that. And I think that they're going to be so clearly better than some of the teams below them that it won't feel like this race to you know, like improve your odds significantly. Yeah. Because looking at the standings in the Western Conference right now, I feel confident, tell me if you feel confident, that they are likely better than three teams. And I'm feeling like, over 75% confident on all three of these, (laughs) which is the Utah Jazz, the San Antonio Spurs, and the Houston Rockets. Now, obviously, some things have to happen with the Utah Jazz. They have Mm -hmm. to get rid of Donovan Mitchell. They still have a lot of vets on that roster. They got some Mike Conley, Bogdanovich, Jordan Clarkson. But I'm assuming that they're going to continue this plan that they started with the Gobert trade. Yeah. I think Oklahoma City is clearly better than those three teams this season. Yeah. Clearly. Probably. Yeah. But And by the way, of course, so uh, the Jazz did not have an over-under yet because of everything that's going on. Spurs were like 23 and a half. They're, they're projected to be the worst team in the Western Conference. The Rockets, for whatever reason, for the third year in a row, are projected to win more games than Oklahoma City Thunder at 27 and a half. Bank, bank that, that the... Thunder are not going to lose more games than the Thunder. You can lock yeah. that in. Yeah. Well, I mean, and that's not going to happen. It hasn't happened for two years. I don't think it's going to happen either. I think the Rockets are going to stink. I think they'll be the worst team in the league again. But, I mean, if they're the – I mean, I was just calling them the sixth worst team in the league. Yeah. Like If they – I mean, that's about right, though, right? I mean, the seventh worst team in the league last year was the Sacramento Kings at 30 wins. At 30 wins. Yeah, this is what I'm saying. That like they're that team with Shea. Yeah, I think so too. I, I, I think there that you could argue that maybe you'd like to be the fourth worst team in the league or the fifth worst team. But see, I just think that the difference between again between what the Thunder have and those teams, like I think some of the, I think like the Jazz could be really bad if they if they follow through with everything. Yeah, I agree. The, I think the Rockets are a lock for like under 25 wins. Yeah. And the thing with the Rockets is like they've got undeniable talent, but it's there's no one that passes. Like who's your passer? Is it Alperin Shengun? Is he the best passer on the team? Well, yeah, it's definitely him. Um, I was trying to think. Oh, Dacian Nix. Did Dacian Nix play? Did he play for them much last year? No, he played for their G League team, but I'm assuming he's going to play this year. I don't know. Um, they don't have don't Dennis Schroeder anymore, Andrew. Wait, where is Dennis Schroeder? He he's not signed anywhere. Oh, somebody uh, insinuated there was a rumor of him signing with OKC <laughs> on the <laughs> yeah, last I pod. I heard that. Um, That's spicy take. I, that was like the guy on a Thunder Reddit who said there are some soft rumors 
about Russ coming back to OKC. I was like, what is a soft rumor? Stop. Stop. <laughs> so weird. Um, yeah. I don't Dennis Schroeder is gone. But yeah, I think they're going to stink. They don't have any passing. Their defense is going to be really bad. Like really, really bad. It should be really bad. It, it should be better than last year. Like at least they have defenders now. They have guys who theoretically can play defense. The two best defenders are rookies, though. No, I know. But, like, I think those guys could be better than what Christian Wood offered last year, where he's just, like, stand still, like, swiping at balls, barely moving his feet. Oh, my gosh. I I hope Christian Wood is is great in Dallas. But he was – he's – He's one of the worst guys to have. Maybe, maybe he's one of the best guys to have on a tanking team, actually. Because- oh, I think he's a like tank commander. Yeah. Like when we talk about that, we should do like a Mount Rushmore of actual tank commanders sometime. Yeah. And I think that he would make he would make the mount. He's worth negative ten wins, you know. Yeah, you know, you just he sla- is. slap him on slap him on a bad team where he's not, especially on a team like that. Where his touches aren't going to be there, negative ten wins automatically. It's amazing. Uh, okay, let me ask you, Andrew. I'm going to go through the teams. So I, me- I mentioned those three teams at the bottom, who I feel pretty confident OKC is going to be better than. But which, by the way, we put them in the 12th spot. Yeah. Last year, you mentioned that was the Kings, 31 wins. They were four games back of the plan. Yeah. I'm going to name the rest of the teams. How many teams are you 100 percent confident? will be better than OKC, mm-hmm. assuming no major season-altering injuries. And mm-hmm. to be fair, that's going to happen to one of these teams. Last year, it happened to the Blazers. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen to someone. We're, we can't predict that, and we're not going to try. But So assume that there's no major season-altering injuries. How many of these teams are you 100%? I'm going to name them off. You say mm-hmm. yes or no. Mm-hmm. Phoenix, will they be better than OKC? 100%, baby. Memphis? 100%. Golden State? 100 Dallas. 100. Denver. 100. Minnesota. 100. New Orleans. 100. Clippers. 100. Okay, we are now at eight teams Mm -hmm. that you feel 100% confident. If they don't have a major injury, they will be better than OKC in Mm -hmm. the standings. Now we get to the Lakers. 100. Still 100. 100. Okay. They have LeBron. Uh, They have LeBron James. Who has rested? I've heard of him. Like we, I've heard of him. Yeah, he's rested. And Anthony Davis, he's got something to prove. Maybe, maybe they'll, you know. There now, there's also a third guy you're leaving out there, Andrew, that they have that kind of forms the big three. Austin Reeves. You know, I've heard he's put on Austin ten pounds, ten pounds of muscle for Austin Reeves. That's why he couldn't go to summer league. He was getting yoked, getting yoked like like Poku. They're holding him out like Poku. Okay, so you think Lakers? So the last two, Portland, hundred. See, I agree on that too. People might not agree on that, but like if Dame is healthy, like that roster is actually kind of interesting. Yeah, I don't think they're going to be like top four interesting, but like they're a they're a NBA roster. They're good. They're they're a, a, a the eleventh through seventh best team in the West. And then the Kings. Hundred. Okay. Well, okay. That was the one where even I'm like, okay, I don't, I'm not a hundred percent sure. I'm a hundred percent sure. You think it's out of the question that if, and I'm, I'm assuming no major injuries for OKC as well. Mm-hmm. They play it out. They both teams play it out. There's mm-hmm. no world in which OKC finishes higher than the Sacramento Kings. I don't think so. No. Well, well, they have. So, uh, so here's the deal: is like the Thunder are like 22 and younger almost exclusively. You uh, know? So are the so are the Memphis Grizzlies. 
Yeah, the, but the Grizzlies were at the top of the West last year. <laughs> well, I know. I'm just saying age doesn't age doesn't matter anymore. I disagree completely. I disagree completely. I just don't think I don't think the Thunder are ready to win. And the Kings are the Kings. Obviously, the Kings haven't been ready to win for 16 years, but um, they've got veterans that have played in the league. So, you know, some of them that have won, they have Mike Brown. I don't know. I think they'll win more than the Thunder. Well, if you believe all that, Andrew, uh-huh. and I would say you're you're being a little a little negative compared to some of some Thunder fans, what they might believe. But I'm being I would positive. encourage. I'm being positive. I'm positive that we're going to get a good draft pick next year. Anywho, uh, people listening might disagree <laughs> with you on a few of those, Anywho. but I would say that even if you're listening and you disagree with like one or two, we're still talking about like the 11th spot, at best the 10th spot. So, I don't know with the with the with the over under though twenty five and a half wins uh-huh. doesn't that feel low though? All things considered, everything we just talked about. Um, if if it if they played a normal season, then yeah, probably. But I I think that everybody understands they're probably not going to, and they probably and they but, shouldn't. But even last year, last year they win twenty four games. Mm-hmm. Season before they won twenty two. That that was really impressive, actually. Twenty-two was <laughs> that they won twenty-two <laughs> games that season after starting the way they did. Yeah, they won a lot of close games last year too. That was weird, like some randomness. You know, they had a lot of yeah. comeback wins. So I don't know. I don't right know. now, though, it feels I, about I, if, right to me. Like it feels about right. If they if they're like twenty, if they win like twenty-five or like between twenty-five and twenty-seven wins, like that feels about right to me. I, I would increase the the ceiling there a little bit more. I would probably go up to like thirty two, somewhere I, well, between I, like twenty five and thirty two. I think this there's a ceiling of that. I'm just saying like the most likely range is that's what I feel the most likely range is. I, I think well it's, even it's possible. Even if you think that's the most likely range, that gives you two spots above the over and only one spot below. So Andrew, you should go over. It's a it's a fine number. I think it's a fine I, number. I, I would just say I'm feeling today, middle of July. Again, yeah. we don't know what's going to come back in this huge Derek Favors deal that's coming up. <laughs> I I would go over as of today. Yeah, in July. I get what you're while, saying. While while saying that, I still kind of agree with you on most of those teams that we just went through. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to be in the 11th or 12th spot. Yeah, there's a lot of and, teams and that are trying to compete. You know? There are, and the 11th spot would be if a team has major injury, which probably is going to happen. One of these teams. Who knows? Yeah. It's weird, though, that it would have to be like... It has to be a significant injury. Like, Portland lost Dame, like, their guy. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, we saw last year with Denver. Like, they didn't have Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr., and it just didn't even matter. Yeah. Like, so, it's not just a, a little injury. Like, a team would have to have a major injury to fall back and then start their own tanking process. Yeah, so like Portland did. The the one of the, the the things is that almost everybody is competing. You know, even look at the East. Like, what teams are you confident the Thunder? I mean, there's three teams that I look at in the East, and I'm like, okay, like the Magic, the Pistons, and the Pacers. Like, the Thunder could be better than those three. Uh, I think the Pistons have a chance to be better than the Thunder. Um, and the Pacers do too, but they could also be worse. 
the magic I think will still stink. Um, yeah, the only team in the, the of the rest, which would be the top twelve, that I would suspect would be Charlotte. Um, they just have a lot of young guys that I assume they want to play at some point. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, we didn't see any like James Booknight last year. We yeah. didn't see, we barely saw any like Kai Jones, JT Thor. Yeah. If they're actually going to play those guys, and we think they're going to start Mark Williams, who we think is going to be a good starter, but at the same time, he's a rookie. Like, I think they could yeah. end up looking a lot younger than they did just a year ago. Yeah. Even though it's Steve Clifford and that's and what I was going to say. That's what I was going to say is like they hired Steve Clifford. Like it's that's kind of a tell. Like where are we going? You know. I I, I just don't know if it's possible. I think I mean there's a chance that Lamelo like gets better. You know. Yeah. And he steps um, up and he's like like a clear like top tier all star player and I mean the Miles Bridges stuff like complicates things so much for them. You know. Like that's yeah, such they, they, a disaster. I just so think they're – and and who knows? I know that they've wanted to move on from uh, Gordon Hayward. Yeah. If I just think that they're a team who's teetering and could easily go the other way. If they, if they like, make a Gordon Hayward trade, they start having to play these young guys. Because you look at their roster, it's, like, all young guys outside of yeah. that core of, like, Rogier and Hayward. And, I know. But they won 43 games last year. I think if they – teetered back the other way like oh maybe they win 33 andrew someone's gonna teeter someone's yeah. gonna teeter totter and i think that i think they're the obvious candidate right now yeah um maybe i i, I just think that Lamelo is a guy though that could take another big leap like he's got the he's got the talent you know where even like the hawks who had a horrific season last year because they had like Trey Young, you just have Trey Young, like you're going to win 40 games. Um, but yeah, so so I think I think we're in general agreement. Yeah, I think um, it does. Gonna, it does gonna feel like bottom, everyone's like, they're going to be in the bottom six or seven. You know, that's just, it feels like everyone's competing right now, but we know that's going to change. It'll probably be different teams. There's going to be a team or two that we don't expect, mm-hmm. especially this year. If you're a team and you get off to a start like the New Orleans Pelicans did last year, you you are not like going full hog. Is that is that the saying? Full hog? <laughs> is it full hog? I don't know. I was about to say I was about to say all hog. I don't think all hog. Full is hog. Full hog. Do you are you're not is that a uh, Portland saying up there? Going yeah, yeah, hog? we're always saying full, full hog. hog. You're going full hog on stuff. Okay, let me I'm looking it up. Yes. Full hog means to do something in a very thorough and complete way. Full hog. Yeah. yeah. So I don't think you're going to go full hog trying to make the playoffs if you get a start like the New Orleans Pelicans did last year because of this upcoming draft. Yeah. It depends so on the franchise, s- though. It depends on the, I mean, it depends on so many things like the franchise, the ownership, what they want, what the goals are. I mean, you could have said that New Orleans should have just pulled the plug. You know, like Zion's not coming back. It ended up being a really good thing for them to go full hog on winning eventually they did go full hog but i don't know i i just i think it's so much of it just depends on like the leadership you know well i think we can mark team. you down for not wanting to go full hog for the thunder you can sounds mark like me ever, down andrew huh sounds like you, do you do you even want to go half hog uh no i'm i'm okay with no hogs and just like oh. de- development only <laughs> 
Okay, half hog means something else. What Don't is half hog? Google mean? that one. No, I can't say it. <laughs> oh no. Uh, yeah, stick to full hog. Stick to full hog. Have, Don't Google half hog. No, no hog over here. Uh, uh, let's take a quick break, okay. Al, and then we'll come back right. and we're going to discuss uh, some roster changes with the Thunder and maybe what they could potentially look like next year. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. When it's time for me to find a job, I went right to LinkedIn Jobs. They helped me find the right employer, and it was, man, very, very easy process. LinkedIn isn't just a job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. 2.5 million small businesses use LinkedIn for hiring. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash dunk. That's linkedin.com slash dunk to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. And we're back after that quick break. Al, Jamichael Green, uh, we never knew him. Oh, man. I got to say, we, we came in this summer not expecting any big fireworks. And and other than the Kendrick, or I mean, the, the Dort deal, I mean, that was kind of a big firework. Yeah. But other than that, it's been kind of a, you know, low key summer. However, because of the roster crunch, we're getting like these. Li- we're going to get these little slop drops. Oh yeah, man! All the all the way up to the season. Like oh, every yeah. few weeks, we might get a little something. Oh yeah, just to wet our appetite. And so the Jermichael Green buyout was the last of that. I was a little disappointed because when it originally happened, I was looking around the league 
not to like get a pick, but just like, could we send this guy into someone else's TPE? They could just have him. Yeah. Because obviously Golden State, they're a smart team. They wanted him. And could we just get him off of the roster without having to pay anything? Like open up a roster spot for free. Mm-hmm. Turns out you can't do that. You know, like the Boston Celtics, they had that Evan Fournier $17.5 million TPE that expired like a few days ago. Uh-huh. But it's clear that like Jermichael Green isn't the type of guy you want to go way into the tax for, which they were, they were already into the tax. <laughs> yeah. And for Golden State, it's like, you know, they're adding them probably on a, like a veterans minimums contract, right? Veterans minimum contract. And even, even if they uh, weren't like he's, they're printing money every day anyways. So, yeah. So yeah, I, uh, it, it's fine. Yeah. You know, I, it could have been, uh, or I want it to be a little bit more exciting. I was never expecting a pick, but I just thought, Oh, maybe we could just open up a roster spot for free. Yeah. That didn't happen. And now everyone's really excited about Jermichael green. He's very good again. Cause he's going to golden state. <laughs> Everyone's super pumped, and that's great. Yeah, he. I mean, he theoretically fits well with what they do in Golden State. If he just sits in the corner and launches threes and plays defense, you know, he could. You know, I he think shot twenty six percent from three last year. I'm aware of that. I'm aware of that. I know that. But he's like for his career, he's been a fine shooter. So, yeah, he has. So I think we wish him the best. We. I. I hope. I hope he does well there it'd be great good for him uh yeah so he's gone the thunder have how many left three spots that they need they need three more guys to be gone off of this team uh, yeah and and we got some we got some great details from Stephen dolan today because we, we've been talking about this like yeah well could you cut someone like veet hope that they go through waivers which i i feel like you have a pretty good shot at that yeah, maybe. I don't know. I didn't. Did you expect Isaiah Roby to be picked up real quick? Uh, after after the way people started tweeting about him after oh we waved him, yeah, I did. Oh my gosh, it was uh the basketball news um, people love are like big Isaiah Roby guys. I had no idea either. I was like completely blind to that. Yeah, I was. I'm surprised. We waved him. Like, people talk about like, oh, he's such a good defender. It's like I actually no, he's not such a good defender. Like, sorry. Uh, but. I, I I have never heard anyone get excited about Veet from other teams. I don't know if you could have done that. Uh, Veet, the Mark Dagnall thing, the trivia game, mm-hmm. you could have done that with Veet Krejci. And I don't know if one person would. You could even oh. have the first letter of his first name, and I don't know if anyone would have gotten it. Yeah, I thought, man, I thought someone would get would at least say, "Oh, that's the Thunder coach," you know, when I was going around asking people. I thought for sure that the guy in the Thunder jersey would know it. Our most hilarious outcome was what happened, where he had no clue who he was. It's like, oh, this is great. It'd be, I was telling Jerome, like, it'd be so good if he didn't know who he was. Um, <laughs> and he didn't. Um, it was so funny. But yeah, Veet is, an, is definitely a, a who-he-play-for candidate, for sure. Uh, but anyways, going back to what Stephen Dolan told us. So there's this, uh, there's this rule in the CBA that mm-hmm. if a player is waived from a standard NBA contract with a guarantee greater than $50,000, which is nothing. nothing. So basically they have to have a non-guaranteed contract. If they don't and you waive them, they cannot play for that team's G league affiliate mm-hmm. or sign a two way contract with the team for the rest of that season. Yeah. So We're- because the season ha- the year has turned over, if we waive Vic Krejci, he he's not. It's not even that he can't come back on a two way. He can't even play for the blue. 
We don't want Can't these guys seen in the building. We don't want these guys getting rich, Al. We don't want these guys double dipping. Yeah, that would be that would be a double dip. Now, V, good for him. He's got over seven hundred thousand guaranteed. So yeah. that's that's nice. That's great. I uh, but, I thought he looked okay in summer league too. I thought I know he, you keep saying that. You don't think he did? <laughs> I just I think he looked fine. Sure. He plays. Uh, so here's the thing about V. Like he plays a position that is, if he works out, like it's a position of need for everybody. You know. And also, so he is a he is a wing. Yeah. Congrats to him. He's a wing. That you that could can you could say that about a thousand guys. Al, I know that. I'm aware if of that. He works out. I thought he looked all right, though. I thought he looked all right. Okay, so do we agree they have to cut three guys? Favors. I don't know why I'm using my pinky. This is how um, our PE teacher used to count with his pinky first. Favors. Favors. So I think it's gonna. I th- well, first of all, before you answer, uh-huh. do you agree that it's going to come from these four players? Favors, Ty, Jerome, Teo, and V. Yes, I put that on Twitter yesterday. So yes, I would have to agree. Okay. Do you think there's, if if there was another person, who would be the next? <sighs> Where like you're Were not you, gonna be shocked. Like you like straight up cut them off the roster. Is yeah. That, is that what you're saying? Yeah. Because uh, I, I don't know like who would actually be next. I don't think that there's another real candidate. I think that Wiggins played really well. Yeah, that would um, that would be... I would be like the NBA smart guys if they waved him. I would be screaming. He would get picked up quickly by a team and play a role for a team, and we would be so mad. He's... Miffed and peeved. Yeah, he's good. So you don't do that. Um, you know, I wouldn't rule out like a Darius Baisley trade. I don't think you wave him. But I yeah. think if you got like a decent second rounder for him, like you trade him to somebody. Yeah. And I actually, I mean, like no disrespect to Darius Baisley, I would do that. <laughs> Honestly, I would do that just so you can open up more minutes for a lot of these guys like JRE. I think it opens up more development time for Jang. I think that it um, even like strangely could open up time for Wiggins. Um Give give you more time to experience like what Poku could be. To me, and I think the, I would rather the, do the that. reason you do it now is because he's a restricted free agent next summer. So if if you're not confident, or or if you don't think of him as a long term piece on the team, mm-hmm. whether you'd be willing to match his contract or not, like you don't want to give him all these minutes this year, and then you get to the summer and some team makes him an offer, and then you're like, well, I don't. We, we have these other guys coming up. Like, maybe I'll match it just to have the asset. But then yeah. you're like, well, I don't. So yeah, I could I understand that's... making that sort of move now. Yeah. As I... opposed to doing it like last year, where you still have some runway. Yeah. I, I could see them doing it like at the trade deadline, even. You know, like they, the Pelicans traded Nikhil Alexander Walker at the trade deadline. Yeah. You know, where he's just like, he's <laughs> one of young. those guys where if he was traded to the Thunder, we would have been psyched. We would have been psyched. Cousins. Cousins. You know, we've been really saying, yeah. Um, so okay, so if 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 it's from those four, who is who do you think as of today? Who who frame it the other way? Who's staying, Andrew? Who's the guy you're keeping? Who's your keeper? It's between Veet and Teo. Um, I don't think that either of those guys will play next year. Like we're talking about the fifteenth man on the roster. Yeah, like a bad roster. Um. 
I I honestly don't care. <laughs> Andrew! That's how I feel. No! You have but to choose. I think that I would probably cut Veet and keep Teo. Wow, after all those nice things you said about him. I still think he's you, fine. You like, lo- I think... Oh, I love watching him in Summer League. I kind of That was did. you a few minutes ago. Yeah, I kind of did. Um, you, said, you said if he hits... He is the exact player every team needs. Did I say exact player every team needs? I don't think I said <laughs> no, that. No, but okay. it's pretty close to that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Honestly, like this is inconsequential because I think that these guys are not going to be on the roster in a year anyways. Um, uh, that's really rude. Both. I, I'm going to say dark horse candidate to stay. Mm-hmm. Ty Jerome. I... We could be talking about two guys that are both going to be cut and they keep tie just for shooting and like being an overall cool dude. Because, yeah, it seems like he more than I mean, when you think about all the guys in this roster and just watching how they interact on the sidelines, like Ty Jerome seems to be like very like closely close knit with this team. He's he's a part of the team's fabric. He's not. He's not definitely not. a little a little bit of the fact. Yeah, not really. No, he's he's uh no, but he was he was in Vegas too, hanging around. But I don't know. Honestly, I think all all the guys, all four of the guys that we've discussed, is like they could all just vanish. Maybe they just want to keep an open roster spot and they just let them all go. Um, I did think that two way detail was really interesting though, because yes. I had kind of had it in my head like. Maybe they could get away with waving V, and he could come yeah. back on a two-way. Knowing yeah. that's not possible now yes. is uh, it makes it a little more cutthroat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think that's right. And like, if you, I mean, if they find a a team that like, yeah, we would take Darius Baisley, and we'll give you a second. We're not going to take a player back. Or if they like brought a player back, like the Casey Apollo deal, and they just cut him, you know, and have a essentially you can keep two guys now. I think it would probably still be Teo and Veet just because they have, you know, they have an investment in both those guys where they took them in the early second round. So I think it's possible. Uh, but again, when this is in two years, I think we're going to laugh about us having a conversation about these guys. Hey, I'm not going to laugh. I'm going to respect it because it was the summer and we needed content. We needed to fill five to ten minutes on a July 20th pod. Well, and to like reiterate how like unimportant this is to the Thunder, I thought we could talk about like a rotation, like what, like a nine-man rotation. Not that they're going to play only nine guys. I'm aware that they're not going to play only nine guys. They're probably going to play 11 or 12 guys every night just because they're trying to develop. And those guys are going to cycle in and out. You know, there's going to be – Times of the year where we're going to see more Aaron Wiggins or we're going to see more Usman Jang, you know. Yeah. We didn't discuss Usman Jang's injury um, on the pod. What has he got? But he has a a chip fracture in his right wrist, and he will be out the rest of the summer, and will be ready for. But he'll be ready for training camp. So, man, I'm just now starting to try to shoot in my driveway. Yeah. I broke my wrist like a year ago. Oh. All my shots. Three feet to the right. I I've, I have to do. I have to shoot three feet to the left just to have a shot. I've, bad I keep news shooting for the ball. Chang. Bad news for and Chang. I li- yeah, I know it's really bad. I live right next to an apartment, and the, all their like windows look down on me shooting. And so now I'm just like I'm just too embarrassed to even go out there, Andrew, because it's so bad. I don't know how I'm going to do this. Okay, here's my here's my nine man rotation. 
And I'm going to nickname this rotation the full hog rotation, Andrew, because I'm going for it. Okay, I'm going for it. I want to see the best that this team has to offer. Okay. Okay? Okay. Shea, Lou, Uh Chet, Giddy. Yeah. uh, Jerry. Yeah. That's five. Is that the starting five you're predicting? Sure. Okay. For right now. Uh, J-Dub, off the bench. J-Dub, Kenrich, mm-hmm. Wiggins, okay, and Trey Mann. That's my nine. Okay. Yeah, that's a reasonable nine. I I think if you're going full hog, though, I think you might include Mike Muscala. I thought about it, but honestly, I just don't think I need to have Mike Muscala in, in, in this setup. Because I have Jerry, who can play some minutes at the five. I have yeah. Chet, obviously, who can play minutes the at the five. It's just like shooting. Like you look at this. If you're going full hog, you got to have some kind of shooter. There's like no shooting in this lineup. Uh, J Dub shooter, Kenrich once a shooter, Trey shooter, Wiggins summer league shooter, Shea shooter two years ago, Lou Dort shooter from the corners, Chet shooter, <laughs> Giddy. You know what I mean. Uh, yeah, I know. But, okay, so who would you swap out then in your full hog? Would you swap out Trey Mann for no, Mike probably, probably Wiggs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Aaron Wiggins. That's my, that would be my full hog lineup. Um, if I'm going no hog. <laughs> oh, that's dangerous. Don't would, look up that. I would probably put Usman Jang in there for Kenny. Um, yeah, mm. <laughs> I, I I just I want Usman in the G League because every everything you liked about him in Summer League, mm-hmm. it's not happening on this team. But it would happen if he was on the Blue. He would get to develop those skills. He's not developing any of those skills playing on this team. Yeah, he's not. He would in March. Yeah, he wouldn't. Yeah, so. Put him in the blue, similar to Poku, for the first half of the year. Yeah, when the seasons change, I want to see then, him. De- I want to see. I want to see him defend NBA level players and see what it looks like. You know, that's the thing that I that I would like to see early on is like how does he defend NBA level wings? Because that's going to be one of the things that's going to keep him on the court. That's what, and that's the thing I think will get him on the court this year is that. We don't have a lot of like good big defenders. I think that he could, yeah, be, he could be one of those guys on the wing. I think, um, it to me, it's just an interesting idea because when you get to the playoffs, you usually are running just like nine guys, and then like situationally, sometimes you oh, are you predicting playoffs, Andrew? I'm saying like down the road, um, like, just, like, like March 2023. I don't know. I don't, I would not predict that. I would maybe mm. predict play in. No, no, twenty three. Mm. No, definitely not. <laughs> oh, Andrew, Andrew said it. Andrew said it. Cut it. Twenty twenty four. Twenty four. Um, maybe play in in twenty four. Um, but like you look at, there's just a lot of guys that we have cared about that don't even make this this nine man rotation. You know. Yeah, for sure. I, I and that's why I I hope they use the blue a lot. Yeah, I mean they um, will as they, as they as they have. They will for sure. 
Yeah. Obviously, there is value in uh, working out with the guys, but at least for right now, with the blue playing right there, I know Presti brought up that they want them to play somewhere else. No, the league um, wants them to play somewhere else. It's not. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. league. Yeah. There's there's been no resolution on that, right? No, not that I've heard. No. I've said my idea. Should, Have I said my idea on the podcast, what I think they should do? Yeah, you said Bricktown Ballpark? I thought that was weird. You can't have outdoor games like that all season in the cold? Yeah. No, I think it's. Uh, I think they should play at some university, like UCO, SNU, OCCC, someplace like that. And you charge like seven fifty to get into the game, and that includes a hot dog. It's like... Well, wow, includes a hot dog. Includes a hot dog. And a drink. Now is that is that cured or uncured hot dog? Whatever. I don't know. I don't know what that means. I don't know the difference, to be honest. Neither do I. I just I bought hot dogs yesterday <laughs> and they said uncured. And it and it looked like that was a good thing. <laughs> so I was I was excited to try the uncured yeah. hot dog. No, I, I think that's I think you need to lure college students. Because here's the thing. Like one of the reasons the league doesn't want the blue playing at Paycom is that it looks it really does look like there's nobody there you know is that not the case with other g league teams i have no idea but i just it looks cavernous in comparison because there are all the other teams are playing in smaller gyms and so i think you, you could get some college students to maybe care about this blue team that's playing on their campus you know year round and and especially if you're getting guys like usman jang and poku and Guys like that playing on the blue, you know, if they bring back Vic Crecci, Vic Crecci's playing on the blue. Um, so I think that was, I think that would be good. Like, what other, what other people, what other demographic are you getting to care about this team or these rosters? Or if, if you're getting, like, I don't know, you don't really, really care about people caring about the blue, but I just think there's, there are ways to like, even make it look like fake that people care about the blue. You know what I mean? I think you could set it up where, because uh, you can go college students, which is the thing I would add to our uncured hot dogs, which by yeah. the way, uncured, I looked it up. Uh-huh. Uh, it simply means the food contains, does, does not contain synthetic nitrates or nitrites. Okay. Okay. Do we there want those? Safe to eat. Safe to I don't eat. know. I like stuff that doesn't have stuff in it. Simple dog is what I like. Simple. Simplest dog I can find. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's on- a weird food too. <laughs> To like, be like I'm gonna keep this simple. I want all the leftovers <laughs> from all the meat just smashed together, <laughs> and that's that's how. But I no chemicals, nothing else. No, don't you dare put a chemical on that. Yeah, just the guts. Yeah. Okay. In addition to the uncured hot dogs, dollar beers every game, oh or, or, I think you got to target children because because children could come to games. Okay. If what we're if talking you, about cut stuff, if, like cut that. We got to target children. Cut that out. Move that. <laughs> what if you made deals? Yeah. Wheeling and dealing with school systems. So they do that already. No, but ramp it up so that you want do, they are you want out of class. They are out of class once a week going to a blue game as a school. Once a week they are doing this. This isn't a one-time deal. Yeah. And you're giving them the full VIP experience. They're getting autographs every time. They're gonna finish the they're gonna finish their first year of fifth grade with like ten Jalen Williams J. Will autographs. Yeah. How cool would that be? And then they can sell them mm-hmm. 
and yeah. and we'll make some make make some young kids some entrepreneurs. I think this is a great idea. Either way, you either target college kids or you have to target children. I would say target the college kids. <laughs> also, I don't know if that's the crowd. I've I've been to one of those games before where it's just the kids with the a game, lot of kids, and it's yeah. just the screaming is just a lot. It's just it's a lot. It's I think a, that's good. It's I think lot. that's good. No, it's it's not. It's really not. Is it's it just because it's too high pitched? Yeah, yeah. And they don't what watch you... the game. They're only screaming because there's a song they like that comes on. They don't understand what's going on in the game. Then they have no hope of understanding what's going on in the game. Hmm. So, <sighs> well, I guess we're going the uncured dogs and dollar beer night. That's right. Uh, what were we talking about? Uh, the next thing we're going to talk about, Andrew, which is we just talked about a nine man rotation. That's interesting. But what about an expansion draft? Yeah. Kind of a different, a different thought experiment. Uh, Thunder Reddit, a user MP Mar posted this. Mm-hmm. Some of the rules that they came up with, which are also true. Mm-hmm. You can protect eight players. Mm-hmm. The player at the timing of the draft must be signed or an upcoming restricted free agent. And then we're going to assume that this draft occurs before, before the 24 NBA draft. Okay. okay. So we're factoring in them having another first round pick on the roster going into next season. Cause it's, it's, I mean, it's very unlikely an expansion draft would happen before 2024 mm-hmm. and it'll probably happen beyond that. But where you are right now, you can only protect eight guys and you, and you can include that 2023 first round pick as one of the eight guys. I think we all agree, Shea, mm-hmm. Chet Giddy, mm-hmm. that's three. Mm-hmm. So now you've got five spots left. And actually, I would guess we all agree 2023 first rounder. Yeah, I think so. Okay, so that's four. So now you have four spots left to protect. Oh, this is tough. This is really tough. Where do you go first? I think I go J Dub next. Okay, that's five. I think you got to go Jang. That's six. Um, Trey Mann. Okay. You think that's wrong? You wouldn't pick Trey Mann. It's your list. <laughs> I'm not going to judge it. Uh, Trey, and then gosh, this you is. Well, you, no, I'm just letting I'm letting you know before you're embarrassed. You have not said Lou Dort yet. I gotta go Dort. One, two, three. Okay. So that's eight. It's over. That's eight. It's over. Uh some names you left off. Kenrich, Poku, Jerry, Wiggins, J. Will, uh, Veet, Summer League Star. Uh so that is your that is your top eight, which yeah. would be Shea Lou, Chet Giddy. Jang, J Dub, Trey Mann, and the 2023 first round pick. Yeah, I feel pretty good about that. Um, yeah, I think so. The thing with Kenrich, if I could bring Kenrich up, is yeah. that he is exactly the type of guy where if he is not protected, he will definitely get taken because he's just like on a really good contract. He it's just like a very easy great, selection. Great locker room guy. You can only take great one guy room. off the team though, right? Yeah, you can. So, I think Jeremiah is another one, though. That they that a team would scoop up, prioritize young younger. Like depends on what they. I mean, obviously, if you're an expansion team, like you're 
rebuild. Like you're just like instantly rebuilding. Yeah. I think you might rather have JRE. Honestly. You may. You may. Maybe it's you may. Maybe, maybe Poku. Maybe you want maybe you want to put butts in seats and you just want to get a, a Poku out there. He's probably the hardest one because by the time this would actually be real in this theor- the in this like hypothetical yeah. 2024 like the world of Poku could be so much different. We will know a lot more about Poku then. But that's the point of this. We're doing it today yeah. in this moment in time how we're feeling. Yeah. I I feel pretty good about Shay, Dort, Giddy, Chet, J-Dub, Oos, Treyman and 23. I feel I feel good about that group. I think that that's like the 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 hope is that like that's your core group of players. Yeah, you know. And obviously like the one like the the guys I feel a little uneasy about are Jang and Trey Mann. But yeah, I think Jang's an easy pick just cuz he was just taken. He was just taken 11th in the draft. Yeah. And a lot of teams wanted him. You know. So you have to you have to stick with that. I had conversations with a lot of people in Vegas about Jang, just like asking like other team personnel, like, "What do you think about this guy?" Like, "Oh, we really like him. We really like the blah blah blah." Like, okay, cool. Like, I didn't really. Did, hear you, did you make sure they knew you weren't talking about Gorgie? Uh, everybody thought we were talking about Luol Dang. So. Oh, Luol Dang. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um. All right, do you want to close with some uh, Russ talk? Yeah, we got to talk about some Russ talk. <laughs> can I can I can I honestly say like the most shocking thing from everything mm-hmm. is learning his agent's last name? Fouché. I thought it was Foucher this entire time. Yeah. And then Zach Lowe said I think was said Fouché. Yeah. Which is just a totally different name yeah. in my head. Fouché is is correct. I have learned. Um, it's like Boucher, like Chris Boucher. Yeah. Part of the reason that we don't know a lot about him is that he never talks. And so here's the thing about very prominent, important people that never talk. When they do, you should listen. Because he's not, especially, that has been his agent since he was drafted. Like, yeah. Like they're as tight as anybody in the league is with their agent. Most guys will change representations early on in their career. If they see that they're becoming a much better player or whatever, they usually change representations at some point. Like that just happens. It's a part of like the life cycle of, you know, an NBA player, especially an NBA superstar, is that you usually don't just have one agent throughout your entire career. And it's usually not in a situation like this where things change. (laughs) And it is highly unusual for when they when an agent parts ways with a player that they will release a statement like this. So I know a lot of people that listen to this and a lot of people that are in the Thunder world are are Russ stands. But you if you want to like acknowledge the truth of what's going on, like don't brush that off or like think that Thad is like the bad guy in this. Like don't don't do that. Like, just don't do it. I know that you don't want Russ to be the bad guy. I understand that. But you, like, have to look at this, like, with eyes wide open. That he, the and Thad put it in this release, that the best thing for Russ is to try to play this out with the Lakers and try to play the right way and do the right things. And 
essentially Russ firing him is saying, I'm not doing that. Like, I'm getting out of here, and I'm getting to a better situation for me, which is what? You know, we were asking the, I was asking the question to tons of people in Vegas. Everybody's talking about Russ at the time. It's just like, okay, Russ gets waived today. Who is picking him up? Yeah, I was trying. I was trying to do this uh, thought experiment last night as I went to bed. This is what I was doing. And um, so the teams I could just like sort of. I mean, listen, it's hard to make a case for anyone. Yeah. But 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 the teams who are because one of the ones we used to talk about was the Knicks. Yeah. Not but anymore. now with Jalen Brunson, like Donovan Mitchell, potentially, like that's out. So I really think the options, the best option is probably, or the most realistic option is probably the Wizards, wouldn't you say? Like of, Maybe. of the options that are out there, if we were ranking them, I might put the Wizards number one. Now they've they, got they've got some know, point guards, and they just traded him. Like they just traded him. I know, I know, but like that was the best option I had, and then I thought, um, like the Bulls, hold. If if Lonzo is like really out, yeah, I think Billy would who, say. Do you think Billy would be like, yeah, bring that guy over? Uh, Billy said he loved him all really the time. Well. So Went really well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the team. And then that, the I, team I consistently heard. Yeah, was Charlotte. Charlotte. Yeah, that was that was the other one. And I would just be. I mean, if I'm running Charlotte, there's ain't no way, man. There's no way. Yes, but that that would definitely like line up with how they've run that team recently. Like in terms of like signing Gordon Hayward, bringing in Tay Rozier, like they clearly clearly have an interest in pushing things forward constantly. Yeah, and they would definitely view that as pushing things forward. I just wouldn't want to take the ball out of Lamelo's hands, and that's what you're doing. No, I, I I'm not going to argue with that. But yeah, so those are the three teams. That I came up with. Yeah. That I could even like sort of make a case for. But it kind of like reminded me of the Kyrie situation where Kyrie is in Brooklyn. There's all this hullabaloo. He's going to go out and get a sign and trade. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden he just like signs into his last year of his deal. Yeah. And the idea was, well, Kyrie kind of saw that there wasn't a market out there for him. Mm -hmm. And it feels like Fouché is basically saying like, be careful what you wish for Russ if you get out of this contract, I'm not positive there's a landing spot for you. That's yeah. the way I interpreted that. Yeah. And he and it, it sounded like he was saying, take the guarantee that you have, mm-hmm. or at least the guarantee that the Lakers are pretending that he has, because then you read some of the stuff, like Jovan Buha had, a, had an article on The Athletic. Mm-hmm. He was making the case like they should just send Russ home. Like that's yeah. how disruptive it was to the team. Yeah. Yeah. But if if we take Darvin Ham at his word, it seems like there is a role for Russ in Los Angeles this year. And Fouché seemed to be saying, like, you have a role. It's guaranteed compared to everything else that's out there. You need to take this take because it. I'm not sure there's a landing spot elsewhere. Yeah. And and the other thing is, and I heard this from someone that like if he got bought out, he would likely sign on like a minimum deal. Once you sign on a minimum deal as a vet especially like that that deep into your career, you're basically just a vet minimum guy for the rest of your career. Yeah, ask Mello. So I, yeah. I kind of understand that argument as well from the agent's perspective. Like if, if you get off this train now, like it's over. Like we're, we're, we're vet minimums for the rest of your career. 
Like yeah. no one's giving you another big deal. Yeah. Whereas you could at least, I mean, it's very hard to do, but you could imagine a scenario where something happens with the Lakers this year and Russ has a good season and a team talks themselves into him at a higher number. Yeah, this is, it's, to me, it's not the time to try to get out. But also you look at the way that things transpired in Vegas between Russ and LeBron, like publicly. Like <sighs> they could, huddled up though on telephones. Andrew. You could, but that happened, this happened after the, the phone conversation. Oh, I thought the huddling up ha- happened af- after. Mm-mm. It's, and I know, I understand. Russ did a lot of great things in Oklahoma City. He did a lot of great things for this for the team, for the city. I get it. I get like all the defenders of Russ, but like we also like have to acknowledge that like he is the most Iversonian player, you know, since AI. Like this is the way that AI went out. Was that he bounced and then it was over. Like it was just over. You know, you can only play one way and like Russ Russ thrived because he could only play one way. And now it's just going to fall apart because he can only play one way. And that's all right. Like, that's just the way that it's going to be with him. But when you look at every single roster in the NBA, it's unless he decides to change, and his game is a tough, it's tough because he, a lot of people want to point to like Vince Carter or Paul Pierce or even, you know, what Melo did the last few years. It's like all their games were pretty well suited to be role players, you know, like catch and shoot, try to defend. Russ cannot shoot, (laughs) you know, and so what is he? If you take the ball out of his hands, like he's, he doesn't set screens. He's not the best cutter in the NBA. He's a guy that likes to create with the basketball in his hands. And so, trying to figure out what that looks like like he would have to become a player that he hadn't even been close to in his career you know that was the same with Iverson where it's like hey would you like to be the sixth man for the Grizzlies and he said yes and then said no pretty quick Um, so and then we talk about like defense with Russ oh he could just turn up on the defensive end Russ hadn't done that since ever you know like he was deep, deep boy in college, his final year at UCLA. Like that, that was like the last year he played consistent defense <laughs> in his basketball career. So, well, and you mentioned the idea that his his game doesn't translate to a role player role. Um, like even beyond the fact that he might not want to be in that role, it's just hard to do as it is. And then you look at the Lakers, and like they have guys like this, like Taylor Horton Tucker doesn't yeah. shoot. Isn't got a great too many. They, they have maybe Lonnie the worst. Walker. Like they have so many guys like this. Oh yeah, who they're trying to fit into like this role player mm-hmm. on their team, like the sixth or seventh guy, and they're all kind of they all a lot of them have the same flaws. Yeah, it's maybe the worst shooting roster in the NBA. Yeah, you know, they may not end up being that just because LeBron makes guys better, but I don't know. And LeBron, I mean, to me, I thought if Russ was going to change. It would happen with LeBron. Like those would probably be his best chance to. Just because it's it's not easy to play with LeBron James. I mean, you can ask Kevin Love, you can ask Chris Bosch, you can ask all these other guys that were asked to 
fit in or fit out. You know, like that was the quote for Kevin Love. And now you're asking Russ to fit in or fit out. And it's like, oh my gosh. Like what? And it's obvious where their relationship is at. Like it's not in a good place. And it's not a good situation. I mean, he let go of his like long time agent because of this situation here. Um, Who happens to be the agent for SGA? Shea and Dort. And Dort. Yeah. And, and they have a good relationship with the Thunder, you know? Yeah. You know, Thad has a great relationship with the Thunder, obviously. You know, they work together on a lot of stuff. Um, um, yeah. Another uh, a recommendation, um, sort of related, like on a small scale, there was a really good article on The Athletic about Shabazz Muhammad. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had kind of forgot like how he bounced out of the league. Yeah. But, but it was actually a really interesting story. And it was, this, it was a similar idea that like he had guaranteed money. He didn't necessarily have a role. He, his like minutes had started declining in Minnesota, but he was like so confident in himself. He was like, just wave me and I'll get a job somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And he's never been back in the NBA since yep. then. Like he's never been able to stick. And now he's, he's not even like EuroLeague or something. He's, I think he's playing in the Philippines at age 29 and now trying to like, make a comeback into the NBA. And it just, uh, it just highlighted this idea that like everyone's talking about how talented the league is right now. Yeah. How few spots there are for guys. Yeah. And like, if you have something guaranteed, like unless you are a super duper star, you, you like should keep that because there are guys waiting to take your job all the time. And it's true. Like now more than ever Mm -hmm. in the past, I mean, going through some of these, I mean, I mean, people freaked out about Isaiah Roby, but like, it's a good example of like a talented guy who's mm-hmm. like going, probably going to play and stick somewhere in the NBA, and he's like getting away from a team. Like we're seeing it all the time. Where and it's only going to get like more and more that way. It feels like every draft draft class has like more uh, role type players who can fit in the NBA. Yeah, I mean, and that's part of like the conversation with Westbrook. And there not being a landing spot for him is just because like everybody's got a point card. And if you don't have a point card, your team is just trying to stink, like the Spurs or the Jazz. You know, yeah. Like you don't those guys, those teams. I mean, they have point cards, but they don't really have point cards. Um, but everybody else does. You know, there's not a real need for anybody else. I think the Clippers would have been a team before they got John Wall that I think you could have looked at and said, okay, like maybe that's a team where Russell would fit because they don't have a a natural point guard there but yeah not now um yeah part of that is just the story of the talent in the league and that's where also we're talking about one of the worst rosters in the league with the thunder but like they're gonna have players in an expansion draft that are like gonna help the other team you know yeah like that's that's a really interesting i mean the thunder we're talking about after the second draft after the thunder's second draft with it would have been Westbrook would who would have been the guys they would have protected on that roster you know after draft two would they even have eight guys that you care about you know after draft two and that's like another thing that shows you like where the league is at and like where the Thunder rebuild is at too is that they have guys that are helpful you know all the way through the roster yeah you know where at least guy like 9 10 11 where it's like oh that's kind of interesting you know whereas i don't think 9 10 11 on the initial roster they had here is interesting at all 
Um, <laughs> well, like when they first moved to Oklahoma City? Yeah, like year two, like after draft two of Westbrook. I mean, we can, oh my gosh. We can go back and look at it. Like, who would you have protected in? It would have been. <laughs> uh, do, you, do you want to look at their first year it's, roster? It's, well, no, 8 9. 8 9. Yeah, 08 oh, 09. That was the first year. Oh, yeah, Durr. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First year here. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking we would, after the we, first draft. You know what? This might actually be pretty easy. KD, Jeff Green, Westbrook. Oh, okay. Well, sorry. Let me do. Oh, yeah. Westbrook. Mm-hmm. Um, Nick Collison. Yeah. Oh, that's four. That's four easy. Okay. Tabo. Five. We're already at Tabo. How dare you? How dare you? We're already at Tabo. Tabo is uh, really good. Um, yeah, he's a helpful player. He was good. Player. Okay. I'm looking at the other names. Then who's next? I guess. Okay. I honestly, really... I, you probably go Sean Livingston. Now we obviously know that he turned into like a, a good role player. Yeah, but he got waived. By the but time. but I know. But even at the time, it's like well, at least there's some upside there. I mean, I'm thinking yeah. of Desmond Mason. He was he was seven years older than Sean Livingston at that time. I know. I don't think you can protect you Desmond Mason. You would not. Okay, no. so we've got five names. You know what? They probably would have protected Kyle Weaver at that time. Maybe don't you think? DJ White. They just drafted they pro- DJ White. Yeah, they just okay. So DJ White that gets us up to seven. Now you get to choose between uh, Damian Wil. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to read out all the names when somebody jumps out at you: Damian Wilkins, Chris Wilcox, Earl Watson, Robert Swift, Joe Smith, Muhammad Sene, maybe him, uh, Malik Rose, Johan Petro, only in his third year at that time. Nene, Muhammad Sene Kirstich. played five games that year. He was he was young though. Uh, Stephen Hill. And Chucky Atkins. Stephen Hill, who is a uh, Thunder legend. That's true. He's he was there on, on Legend Night. He played one game. Um, any of those names jump out? No. Nope. See, that's what I'm talking about. And and maybe we get maybe we're seven years down the road and we look back and it feels the exact same way, you know, with some of these guys at the end of the roster. Yeah. But it doesn't feel that way today. Like there's at least guys that can contribute. Actually, I don't know that we'll get I don't well, I mean, maybe it's like Usman doesn't matter and whatever. You know, so maybe we get we find ourselves in the same spot. That's possible, but it certainly feels different now, you know, than it did then. Uh, on the flip side, we don't have Kevin Durant on this team or or Russell Westbrook. We don't. There's some good players. We don't know where these sure. guys, we don't know where these guys will be though. Like Westbrook's first season, if you would have like told me the story of what his career would be. And this might be like a good way to like tie a bow at the end of the Westbrook conversation. It's like when he's 20, I mean, people, we were just starting to have the, he's not a point guard conversation, you know, that year. And how are we going to find a point guard? We wanted Ricky Rubio on the team. And he became one of the greatest point guards in the history of the NBA and started doing things statistically that no one had ever done. Um, He's had a remarkable career. And, won an MVP, went to the NBA Finals, made the conference finals several years in Oklahoma City. Um, his He's going to have like one of the – I mean, he will probably be recognized as the best Thunder player of all time, you know, when it comes down to it, um, just because of the staying power that he had. You know, Well, just, just to here. put it in perspective, by the time he was at Shea's point in his career, yeah. so through four seasons – he had already had two All Stars and two Second Team All NBAs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, he was incredible. One of the best players to ever play the game. And it is disappointing to see it end this way, but we also have to like recognize like where like we are watching the end here with him. Um, but it doesn't. We shouldn't let that take away from what he did. Uh, he's not a bad player. He did not have a good season last year. He was one of the worst defenders in the NBA. One of the worst shooters, high volume shooters in the NBA. Like we, it's okay to recognize those things. Like it's okay. And also understand that he's like one of the best players to ever pick up a basketball. Like that's those are those can both be true, at the same time. Um, so it's interesting. It'll be interesting to see what happens with him and the Lakers. I still think the best outcome for the Lakers is that they end up with Kyrie Irving, and you know the the Nets get the first round picks and they waive Russ, and then we'll see what happens. Uh, that's not the best. I think that's what Russ wants to some degree. He wants to be able to choose where he goes, but. Like what? What? I, I agree with that. Like, be careful what you wish for, because this is probably not going to go the way that you think it is. Um, so, uh, all right, Al. Anything else before we go? I think we I mean, we did hour fifteen here on a Wednesday, July twentieth. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Putting in some hours. Uh, thanks so much for listening to our pod. We will have another show for you on Friday. We will continue to have podcasts through uh, the rest of the summer and the off season. Same schedule Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Uh, maybe I had my friend Alex sent me a text last night um, showing me a video of an Italian guy pronouncing different American cereals. So maybe we'll have one of those podcasts in August where Michele just talks about cereal. Uh, we, we'll hit that point, but. Uh, Thanks so much for listening. Shout out to uh, everybody that's here on the YouTube stream. Shout out to Hank, who is joining us here live on the YouTube stream. Hope everybody has a great day, and we will talk to you guys again on Friday. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.